Yeah, yeah. Welcome to episode. What the fuck is this? I think eighteen of the lunchroom chatter podcast. Now, oh man, today I want to talk about a lot of serious shit. Also, I want to talk about domestic abuse because um, I was reading the case. I believe yesterday, and I seen a video of a woman recording her boyfriend load a gun, and then not too long after she recorded that video. She ended up dead. So I want to have a serious discussion on domestic abuse because it goes on all too all too often in relationships. And um, I spoke to someone yesterday on Instagram and she told me some of her story in regards to a situation that she overcame and how she was able to find the strength and the courage to move on from that and to find love. So we're going to talk about that. But um, right now, I've been seeing a lot of shit. I'm on Instagram right now and I see oh Marion has just announced not too long ago he is doing a Millennium Tour 2020 but fuck B2K his co-headliner is Bow Wow which I agree with I mean on the last fucking Millennium Tour I don't see how the fuck Bow Wow was overlooked now I'm 30 years old people um, a, lot of, a lot of y'all who listen to this podcast are around my age some younger that hit me up but Bow Wow was a massive part of my childhood he played the major part in you guys childhood so the fact that he the nigga wasn't even included on the last millennium tour like how the fuck can that happen how there's no fucking answer but um I know y'all been seeing the bullshit that been going on you know um Omarion was a part of the group B2K he, he still is Lil Fizz is in a relationship with his ex Omorion's child's mother April Jones so it's been a lot of bullshit going on regarding that now I'm not one of these people who believe Omorion is unbothered Omorion is he doesn't feel a kind of way that Lil Fizz is now dating April Jones I don't believe that bullshit I don't just because Omorion gets on social media or he does an interview and says, I feel no kind of way. I'm not bothered. That does not mean this nigga is not bothered. Now, what it does mean to me is that he is a rare breed who does not take his personal business to social media. And I applaud him for that. But he is human. Omorion is human. He is subject to the same emotions we all have because like like, for a second let's let's take let's get away from from omorion a lot of the times we see our friends just take a second and think about it we see women come online sometimes men and say i'm so unbothered and like they go out of their way to let us know that even though they may have been in a bad situation relationship wise it does not affect them but then they go above and beyond to make it seem as if the shit does not bother them but it does for example she might have a um a bad breakup with her ex and now out of nowhere she's posting pictures with her girls she's at a party twerking she's doing like she's going above and beyond to let us know she is so unbothered but I feel like Omarion, he does this behind closed doors. 
because that is that is the way I would be. Now, I am not saying that because I because I would behave this way. Then that mean Omorion, you know, is 100 percent unbothered or not bothered. But the nigga, the nigga's hurting inside. And like a lot of the shit he's doing right now shows that he feels a kind of way, but he's not going to talk about it because he and he is in a position to affect these niggas money. B2K is um Omarion, Lil Fizz, J Bug, and Rasby. Now, I'm not a a fucking B2K expert, but um I don't believe J Bug, Lil Fizz, and Rasby have a lot going for themselves mainstream wise. Now, I don't know what the, what these guys are doing behind closed doors, but these niggas could use a tour. But the person I feel bad for the most is J-Bug. This nigga J-Bug, he want that tour. Now, when I lived in California, um, I just saw how happened to live in J-Bug's building. And I cannot say nothing bad about J-Bug because in California, it is so hard to find fucking parking. And one day I pulled into my into my apartment complex, my apartment complex late at night, probably like 9, 930 and I was sitting outside in the parking lot for about about 45 minutes to 50 minutes because I could not find a parking spot. Lo and behold, Jay Book pulls in and finds a parking spot. Now, as he as he parks his car, he was coming up. Um, he was walking up with a bag of footballs because at the time, I'm not sure if he still does it. He was coaching football, you know, which I highly respected. And he let me know, yo, there's another parking spot over there. So for a black man to help another black man find a parking spot in California, I owe that man my life. So I'm not going to get on here and talk shit or talk down on J-Bug. That is not going to happen. But this nigga fucked up all the money, man. But let's get into the show, man. This is <laughs> I did not mean to go on that little beginner tangent, but this is Lunchroom Chatter Podcast Episode 18 a lot to talk about today I, I know i didn't give you guys all the topics but we're gonna dive into it we're gonna have some fun and we also gonna have a serious discussion on domestic abuse so stay tuned this is the lunchroom chatter podcast welcome back to the lunchroom chatter podcast i think right now we all need to give a round of applause to Mr. Clifford Harris, the king of backtracking. Right now, this nigga is no longer the king of the South. This nigga is the king of backtracking. As I spoke about last podcast, or maybe uh, two podcasts ago, I spoke about T.I. in the dumbass comments he said regarding his daughter. Let me play the shits too so y'all can't say, I'm sure right by now you guys have heard it. But I don't need y'all motherfuckers to say I'm making shit up. But, you know. I heard about what girls who say they virgins <laughs> like what they do. You guys I have swear, contingencies. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> like what? There are contingencies <laughs> and alternative routes. Oh, Lord. So have you had the sex talk with your daughters? Have I? We go. <laughs> Which, by the way, your daughters are so beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful. So, um, so I'm sure I mean, you have your hands full. And, like, yeah, the other one's absolutely. 18, so she definitely knows oh, about sex. See, but this I'm is just waiting. It's Deja, right? She's 18, yes, right? Deja's yes, Deja's 18, just graduated high school now, and she's uh, attending her first year of 
of college, mm-hmm. figuring it out for herself. Uh, and yes, not only have we had the conversation, <laughs> we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her height. Oh, you, hey, <laughs> I'm done with you. That is the nigga T.I. that said, hey, we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check my daughter's hymen. Now, nigga, you volunteered that information. The host ain't say, hey, so look, um, about your daughter, like, talk about her pussy. This nigga volunteered that information. They was talking about virgins. All, all the lady said was, have you had this conversation with your daughter regarding her being a virgin or not being a virgin? This nigga volunteered some extra shit. Yeah, we go to the gyno and all this bullshit. This nigga subjected his daughter to the nastiness and the thirst of social media. Because like I said last episode, after T.I. said what he said, I checked Deja's comments, which is T.I.'s daughter. It was grown fucking men in the comments. I mean, Deja could post a regular picture and it'd be grown men. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I can't wait to take your virginity. I can't wait to break your hymen. I'm like, this nigga really opened up his daughter to that kind of criticism. No pun intended. And it's crazy, man. But um, now T.I. went on Red Table Talk, which is Jada Pinkett's podcast, her show on Facebook. And he started backtracking, which I which I had assumed he was going to do. Because I'm pretty sure like once he said what he said on the podcast last time, he heard it from Deja's mama. He probably heard it from Tiny. He probably heard it. Well, he heard it from all of social media. And T.I. was was rather quiet after he said what he said, because T.I. normally has a lot to say. If you think back a couple months ago when everybody was boycotting, I believe it was Gucci and Floyd Mayweather came online and said, I love Gucci. I'm not going to boycott Gucci. And then about three minutes later, T.I. put out a whole video on his Instagram page. Hey, 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 Floyd, look, what you need to do is I'm like, this nigga responded so fast to Floyd Mayweather. But after he said what he said, you know, regarding his daughter's high, like, like, I just feel awkward even saying that speaking about an 18 year old's private part. So I don't see how T.I. was so comfortable doing that, but he went on the show Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith, and he was backtracking. He said, hey, 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 look, what I was doing was I was telling a story, and I began to embellish the facts. That's what I was doing, and it was taken out of proportion. It was it was made to be that, nigga, you said what you said. Go on there, double down, say I said what I said, but right now I'm going to use this as a learning lesson, you know, to not be so invasive or if we have these these things happen in the future i will keep it private because i learned my lesson not to let the world in on what goes on within my family that's all you had to say answer some questions you know and go back to your podcast man you ain't that's something i hate is when people backtrack so like i said i'm not gonna spend too too much time on ti because like once he began to backtrack, I I just lost interest in this whole topic because once you backtrack, it just lets me know, all right, man, you just backtracking now. But um have y'all seen like I said, um, I live in Georgia. 
There was a basketball player at Kennesaw State University. She was the starting point guard on the female's basketball team. She was arrested for murder. Let me pull up the starting point guard arrested for murder, which is crazy. Her name was Kamaya Street, and I guess she was really street. This right here is an article from CBSSports.com. Kennesaw State star point guard Kamaya Street has been charged with multiple counts of murder. Street was arrested in Atlanta on November 21st in connection with the July shooting death of Nassim Hubbard Etienne. The 20-year-old Street faces eight counts, including murder, three counts of felony murder, criminal attempt to commit armed robbery, two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony. She is one of five people charged in connection with the case. The victim was shot to death July 16th in an Atlanta apartment building. His body was later found in the apartment complex of that. Wow. Now, of course, you know, the school, Kennesaw State University, which is not far from me. They released a statement. You know, the player has been suspended indefinitely. But I mean, she was having a good season. And well, right now she kind of fucked up her life because even if she gets acquitted, like these charges stay with you forever. That's like. Like if you're a man and like you get charged with like, you know, like sexual assault or rape, like if it's true or if it's not true, nobody cares after the fact. I mean, if you're talented and it sucks, but if you're talented, if you get acquitted, a lot of the times you do get, you know, them extra chances because of your talent. But she was a star point guard. She averaged 21 points and five rebounds throughout the first four games of this season. And now she is in prison for murder. And I'm like, like when people commit crimes, I don't I like, I just don't see how they think. Well, now in 2019, that they are going to get away with it. Like there are cameras everywhere. Prosecutors said we have this on camera. Now I'm not sure if they do or not, but for them to arrest her and charge her, you know, confidently, they have something. They said they have, you know, some witnesses. They have the the actual footage of the crime being committed. Which, if that is the case, that is a nail in her coffin. She's charged with three counts of felony murder. I mean, if she want to get some kind of at least a lower sentence, she better. Oh, never mind. I see the article right now. The Kennesaw State Women's University basketball point guard allegedly admitted to police that she was present and participated in the death of this gentleman. Uh, well, that pretty much ends this topic. So I guess I'll follow up in the future to, you know, see what she got in regards to her sentence. But yeah, she's going to be in jail for a long, long time. Seems like she had a nice career coming up too, basketball wise. You know, she could have got her family out of the out of, out of their environment that they live in but man but we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna talk about this revenge porn case out of new york city and also i want to have a serious discussion on domestic abuse so stay tuned this is the lunchroom chatter podcast episode 18
Fellas, you know I always say, stay away from a crazy woman. A crazy woman is dangerous. A crazy woman can fuck up your whole life if you are not on. You got to be on point to deal with a crazy ass woman because shit can go left and shit can go bad. Shit can turn your whole life upside down. And that is what happened in in New York City to Theodore Blair. He broke up with his ex-girlfriend but instead of moving on instead of letting him be instead of living her life and finding someone else to annoy the shit out of she chose to kill this motherfucker's life what she did she cloned his phone ladies and gentlemen I repeat she cloned his phone she had access to his text messages his Facebook his Facebook messenger his bank accounts and um, she did some fucked up shit. Let me jump to the story. This story is from the New York Daily News. A Brooklyn man is reeling over the arrest of his ex-girlfriend, the mother of his child, after sexually explicit photos of them together popped up on his Facebook page in a chilling case of revenge porn. He said, this whole thing is surreal. She acts wild and erratically. I mean, this shit is insane. According to Blair, who was the victim, who was the guy, his ex-girlfriend cloned his cell phone to monitor his conversations. Two weeks ago, she called 911, falsely claiming he was about to commit suicide. She hacked into his debit card and had his debit card canceled. Bitch, that is where you fucking up. You messing with the nigga money? His money? How the fuck you gonna cancel my bitch? Look, imagine a nigga's driving to work and you need some gas. You put your card in the fucking swiper at the gate. My shit don't work because you canceled my shit. She had his car canceled. She posted revenge porn as he chatted on Facebook Messenger with another woman. So this nigga was in Facebook chat. This nigga was getting his shit off. This nigga was trying to holler at at a new cutie, at a new. At a new little girl, girl, a new little thing, thing. The nigga trying to, he trying to spit his game to this new chick. And your ex jump in your Facebook chat and post a naked picture of you and her together. Now, this, this bitch done gone too fucking far. He said, she was very angry with me. I want her to leave me alone and get some help. She needs therapy. I want her to work out her issues. Blair, again, who was the guy, Theodore Blair, said that his long relationship with Palmer, who was the woman, collapsed under the weight of her extreme jealousy, her erratic behavior, and her internet trolling. Now, I know a lot of women may justify it, say, well, you know, she was insecure because, you know, the guy was doing some shit he wasn't supposed to be doing. Because, <laughs> I mean, nowadays in 2019, it seems as if women never own up to the fact that it's not it's not always the men woman y'all know y'all pick who y'all date the same thing for men we pick who we date and that is why i hate when i see women or men bashing the person they slept with and the person they had a child with because that person did not choose you they could have seen you and decided you know what i want to be with him or her 
but you had to choose that person back for you guys to even connect. So you choose who you date. You choose who you have a child with. You know, unless God forbid you were raped, but you chose this motherfucker. You chose. The former couple are parents of a seven-year-old girl who is in who is in the custody of Palmer, who I believe is the woman. She works as a nurse. Blair said Palmer managed to hack his Facebook account, and on November 14th, she interrupted his direct messaging with another woman and posted naked videos of him and himself performing oral sex on that shit is crazy ladies imagine you talking to another guy you moved on that shit is over you talking to a new man and your ex-boyfriend jumps inside your conversation and posts a video of you on your knees sucking his dick that shit is fucked up well that bitch he took screenshots of the images and called the cops um, this shit is crazy man but Speaking about relationships, I spoke about domestic abuse last week because um, I was searching through the news and I seen a story of a woman and this video is online. I believe it's on YouTube. I mean, it might have got taken down, but there was a woman recording an argument with her boyfriend. And on this video, he was loading the gun. He was loading the gun cleaning the bullets on the video and she's recording him you know I guess as her proof and the guy was mad he said I don't know why you keep joking because these hollow tips are going to eat you alive meaning excuse me meaning these bullets I am cleaning right now are going to hurt you so why are you laughing and then police said not too long after the video finished she was shot to death and it troubles me, and I spoke about this on a couple podcasts. It troubles me because when these incidents happen, this is not the first time these things have happened. Most of the time, if not all, there are signs saying that, oh, you know, this guy may be aggressive or even this female may, may be aggressive because it's not only men. There are abusive women too, but that often gets overlooked. But for the sake of this conversation and for the sake of the story, I'm going to focus on abusive men. But there are signs that a man is abusive. So ladies, um, a guy should never be able to, you know, belittle you or make you feel bad about yourself, about your life, talk down on you. And a man should never, ever, ever put his hands on you there's no excuse at all i was speaking to a, a woman before who shall remain nameless and she told me that her boyfriend had hit her but not too long after this happened he came in the room and he apologized and said he lost his cool and you know she forgave him and i was saying that you know i think it's time for you to you to leave you got to run away and she said well john you know you don't understand his heart he's a great guy you know he just made a mistake you know everybody's human in the moment you might get angry i said look um bitch um i've been angry many 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 times but i have never smacked a woman i have never i have never laid my hands on a woman 
Now, fast forward a couple months later, he hit her again. Now, as of now, I'm like, I just, I'm not sure if, if these two are still together, but if a nigga's abusive, a nigga's not going to wake up one day and decide, you know what? I don't want to hit no more. Like sometimes people are who they are. It's like if a guy has been to jail 10, 15, 20 times for selling drugs or committing robbery. I mean, if he goes to jail that many times, the chances of him coming out and saying, I'm not going to sell drugs no more. It's highly unlikely. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't happen before some of you say, well, you know, I have a friend that sold drugs and now he's a college graduate. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I'm saying that in majority of the cases, a man is not going to wake up after having control over you and love the feeling of having that control and suddenly decide I am going to be a, a new man. And now, I posted on my Instagram, which is Lunchroom Chatterpod. You guys can follow me on Instagram. I posted about, well, I simply asked the question, who on here has been in an abusive relationship? And let me pull up this message because um, I got a message back from someone who shall remain nameless. Let me pull it up. I said, who on here has been in an abusive relationship? And she said, this was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make was to walk away. I left nine years ago and I have never looked back. I have a great man now who loves and respects me. And in five years that we have been together has never put his hands on me or ever put me in a position to feel afraid of him. And like that right there is why I feel women should walk away. Now I understand me being a man and me trying to not be insensitive and me trying to not be biased on this issue. Now, sometimes it's hard to walk away. And I understand that because I've seen women try to walk away and they got that and they got their ass beat. I've read stories on women who tried to walk away. They did everything, quote unquote, the right way in regards to walking away. They moved out. You know, they moved out with their kids. They filed the police report and they ended up dead which is sad and that is why I say I cannot be insensitive to the fact because it is it, like it is not just black and white it is not just well if you are abused just simply pack your bags and walk away because a lot of women do that they pack their bags and walk away. And then a crazy motherfucker is right there walking behind them, stabbing their ass in the fucking back for walking away. Shit is crazy, man. It's, it's tough. But, um, in regards to what she said, then I asked her, I said for you, what made it hard to leave? Like what made it hard for you to walk away from that situation? The fact that you was with him for a while, like like what within you, within yourself, or what may have been going on in your life made it difficult for you to walk away? And she said, for me, I have a different level of love and loyalty. I trusted him when he said that he did, that he did not mean it. He was sorry. It would never happen again. It was naive of me, but we both were young and I had hoped for the best outcome. Now, to stop there real quick 
Like, that happens when you're young. Like, you know, for example, like, if you're in college or even high school, it's like the person you're with at that time, you believe that that's the person you are going to be with forever. Now, not all, but a lot of the time, you believe that the person you're with is the person you believe you're destined for. So if someone hits you and they apologize, you see it as, this is my soulmate. I am in love with this person. And because I am in love with this person, I gotta work it out. It is my job to forgive and work it out because this is the person I'm going to be with forever. Now, I understand now in 2019, people make it seem as if, you know, they're special in regards to, you know, I've never been naive. Well, you know, why so-and-so staying with that guy knowing damn well you have done the same thing before? And that's, that's the negative of social media. People ignore the same shit that someone is going through now and make it seem as if they have never gone through that. Or make it seem seem as if someone is stupid for maybe reacting or, you know, dealing with a situation in a way in which they feel is not right. But in that in that same person's life, they have done the same shit, but because they have grown and they have matured, they look down on the same person who was going through the same shit that they did. Now, going back to the story, she said, um, plus we had a family. And now when you have a family with someone that is always that, well, that always makes it hard to walk away because there's kids involved. They're innocent. Like if you, if you pack your bags and walk away, they're not going to understand why you walking away. They're not going to understand. Mommy is walking away from daddy because this nigga hits me and it is best for me, my life, even you as being my child to walk away because one day he may get mad and decide to not just hit me, but to beat your ass too. She said, plus we had a family, two kids and 10 years later, it was a realization that I wanted better for myself and for my kids. Knowing that if I was happy, they would be happy too. I was right. Now my daughters have a few questions about why, why I left their father, but I have never talked bad about him. Through everything, I still believe he is a good person. Our relationship was just a lot of misdirected passion. Now, I agree with her in the fact that she has never talked down about the father to the kids because I understand what may have happened, but you know, as kids grow up and like kids are smart, as they grow up, they're gonna learn, they're gonna form their own assumptions. But I feel, I mean, it's like, I, I wouldn't even be mad if she had talked bad about the father in regards to the fact that he did abuse her. But at the end of the day, like that is still their father. And like I said, like kids, they form their own opinion. So she may talk down on, on the father to the kids, but the kids may grow up in their opinion, maybe geared towards the father and, and they may believe, well, you know, mommy made daddy leave. 
and they may they may flip it around and just blame her so you have to let i mean uh, like unless the kids see it for themselves and like and like they see daddy put 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 his hands on mommy you gotta just let kids grow up and form their own opinions on the situation but it's tough because like i said um at the end of the day i've read so many stories on women who quote unquote do everything right they're getting abused they reach out they have the courage they call the police they pack their bags they walk away and like i said a crazy motherfucker will be right behind these women stabbing them right in the fucking back so ladies just do your best to never never be in these situations if you are talking to a guy you are not yet with him or if the shit is at the beginning and he shows you he has aggression he has anger even if it's not towards you if it's towards his friends or someone someone else just use that as a this nigga may have an issue because one day he may say something or you may say something that may trigger him and now the anger that you had seen him show towards someone else it is now shown towards you but like i said at the, at the end of the day i love all of y'all stay safe it's thanksgiving so happy thanksgiving to everybody out there spend time with your family please do not go don't go shopping most of your black friday sales you could buy that shit right online buy it online stay home you know do an order pickup buy it go pick it up when it's not as busy have it shipped to you look stay out the fucking stay out the, that bullshit man i see videos already on instagram of motherfuckers buying tvs people getting run over with a shopping cart to buy a tv that you could buy online but like I said, thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode 18. I appreciate the love, man. Like I said, um, a lot of strangers find this podcast, which is shocking to me. I get DMs, I get emails all the time regarding, you know, I, I found the podcast. I love the podcast. So thank you guys for listening. Let your friends know. Again, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Be safe. And remember, everybody might not love you. But I do. This is episode 18, Lunchroom Chatter Podcast.